Welcome to the Binge Breakers Podcast. I'm Jacqueline. I am here to teach you how I overcame bulimia and my binge eating disorder, and how you can too. Through simple steps of mind management, repairing your relationship with yourself, understanding your habits, and intuitive eating. Disclaimer. This recording is not intended to be utilized as medical advice or a medical diagnosis. If you think you're in need of medical attention or treatment, please seek it immediately. This recording will also contain sensitive subjects such as binging and purging, weight and depression. Please listen at your own discretion and do what you think is best for you. Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast. Today I have a special treat for you. I'm actually going to give you a sneak peek into one of the modules inside my course, inside the new Binge Bakers Recovered Goal Summer module uh, section. So I just thought I every once in a while I release a module from there. And I thought that this module is really good and shows a new teaching style I'm trying. So I wanted to pass it along and I think it'd be really helpful for you. So enjoy. I will, I'll leave it here. But of course, if you like the show, um, please rate and review the podcast if you found it helpful. That helps the podcast get seen, helps me out and helps others find it. But then also, if you're like, I love this module, this is exactly what I need right now. This is a part of a larger series inside my Binge Bakers Recovery course. That course is a monthly membership course subscription. You can get access to a whole bunch of modules I made through um, my own recovery journey and helping others, working one-to-one with others to help you learn how to not binge and purge, um, how to take kind of responsibility for those habits going on, help you have more proper nutrition, intuitively eat. And the Recovery Girl Summer modules are actually how to navigate summer challenges like body image, having kids at home, um, and alcohol and drugs, and, you know, how to handle substances over the summer and food and have you help you have the best summer yet. And on top of the modules, we're also having, um, body, uh, body image challenges, some, some email series going out and daily things happening. Uh, all you need to go to do is go to www.bingebreakers.com slash recovery dash course, and you'll be taken right to it and you can join. Okay. I'll talk to you guys later in, in the module. Bye. So to consider what you want for the summer and how you want to go into your summer and the type of memories that you want, I first want to ask you a very simple question, which is, what do you want from the summer? I know it sounds very easy, peasy, and simple, but it is actually an important question to ask yourself because a lot of times people don't ask themselves what they want. They don't know, or they're they're thinking that they want something that other people have told them that they want or what they see people doing on Instagram. But it's important to get to the real idea of In the next module, I'll be talking about planning goals, but here I want to talk about bigger concepts. I'm talking about how you want to feel. What type of headspace do you want to be in in the summer? What type of attitude do you want to go in with? Write those sort of things down just now. So pause the video and write it down. Later in the video, I'll be sharing with you my own attitude and headspace, which I like to call the Recovered Girl Summer Manifesto. But you can you can borrow mine, but I still want you to write down your own first. I'm going to help you build that and help your help you build your own kind of summer girl mindset manifesto here. So hopefully you've paused it. Hopefully you've written things down. Now the why. This is again very important because it's like when you tell a kid to brush your teeth and you say why, and, the, or, and they ask you why, and all you say is because I said so that kid might not be very motivated um, to do what you ask them if you tell them, because I said so. I wish my parents had explicitly told me 
why I should wear sunscreen. Uh, because I thought I don't burn easy, so it's fine. I don't need to wear sunscreen. I didn't experience pain or any immediate ramifications from not wearing sunscreen. So I didn't ever bother putting it on. But if they had told me, um, that protecting your skin from the sun not only prevents skin cancer, but it prevents significant sun damage that does that it does the sun does your skin and protects you from one of the number one causes of aging, which is UV rays, right? And UV damage. If I had been told that I that I would have religiously used sunscreen like I do now, but we can't live in the past. That is why the why is equally important here for why you want whatever it is you wrote down previously. Maybe you wrote down that you want to think my body is worth seeing and I wear the shorts no matter what. And even though that's nice, that's a nice thought and a nice sentiment, why does that matter that you have that mindset? And here's what I'll tell you a lesson in mindset is that it matters because how you think affects your feelings and how you feel affects your actions. The things that you uh, do are usually fueled by feelings and thoughts. They don't just organically happen unless they're completely autonomous habits. And usually they're subconscious reasonings that you use to take those actions. The goal you're hoping to get out of my body's seen and I wear the shorts no matter what um, is that you live your damn life this summer without obsessing over every inch of your body being black and white about everything. That attitude seems so simple and so surface level actually, but that attitude will lead to far more than just wearing the shorts, the stupid shorts. <laughs> it will lead you to have more confidence in other areas. It will create a ripple effect in your life. If you can show up and confidently strut your legs, cellulite, spider veins, and all, what else are you capable of? What else can you do? Not cancel plans based on what food will be there or what you've already eaten or what you look like, or go to work events, do things, ask that person out that you've been wanting to ask out parent your kids in a different way you've been parented before. There's lots of possibilities when you start having different mindsets, and then you also prove old mindsets wrong by taking the action that you were scared to do. It creates a ripple effect in your life and you start to realize what else can I do? If this was wrong, I thought I was so scared about this, this thing. I thought I couldn't do it. What else could I possibly do? And it starts to create momentum. That's why mindset is so important to start with. And that's why your thoughts or everything because they affect every level of your behavior, what you, how you feel about certain things, what, and then what actions you take, and then ultimately what results you get in your life. It's very important. And a lot of you guys who have been in cognitive behavioral therapy or know anything about psychology, you know, this is kind of the same thing. It is the, um, what we've say in psychology of cognitive behavioral therapy, where your thoughts affect your feelings, then therefore affect your actions. And that creates results in life. So it's actually a a concept created in psychology. It's again, not just woo work, not just something I thought of. A lot of people use similar models to these and um, it's practiced regularly in behavioral therapy change. So the third thing I want you to do after you've written down, pause again, write down your why. <laughs> and then, um, and if you were listening to this while driving or something, then once you get home, do this immediately. Don't procrastinate on it. It will actually help you quite a bit, even though it sounds self-indulgent. You can burn it afterwards if you want to, if you're weird about like writing these things down. The third thing I want you to write down is what these mindsets will look like in your real life. So it's one thing to know this will help me, but it's another thing to visualize and understand what a few key things of these mindsets, these things that you want, how you want to feel, what you want to think in your summer, 
will affect you. So I want you to play out a few of these mindsets into real life. Consider how you show up to a party if you thought X. Just write a few scenarios down. You don't have to pick every single thing, but the few like the few thoughts that are very important to you, um, write some of those down. My main thought that I have right now that I focus on, which I focused on years ago when I actually started my recovery journey, which was... Um, to live a life you have never lived, you have to live um, lived in a way you've never lived before. Meaning you have to do different things than you've ever done before to, to live in a different way, to have the life that you've never lived before. It's a brilliant quote by um, Jen Cesario, I believe is her name, uh, and it's paraphrased, but it really, really affects me. And sometimes when I don't want to do what I, what I need to do, I think of that quote. So I want you to pick a few of the thoughts that you think would really help change your mindset and change your life and just play a few of the scenarios out. A simple way that you can write out these scenarios is by using the model. The model is not my original concept. It's actually a concept and tool developed by the Life Coach School by Brooke Castillo, but I loved it and it's one of the tools I used in my own recovery. But it is where playing out that cognitive behavioral concept we talked about using your thoughts, highlighting the thoughts that are damaging or helpful, and then also showing how they affect your feelings and then your actions and then your results. So I find it very useful to write out your, just like this, put out put an old model, basically an old scenario you usually have, and write out a common scenario. The one scenario I wrote out was beach invite. You get invited to go out somewhere with friends or um, other families that you guys usually hang out with. You get invited to go to the beach with them. Now, write down two models. Write down an old one. Beach invite, circumstances the same. Make sure the circumstance is completely neutral, meaning it's not like scary beach invite or friend invited me to a beach invite where uh, I'm worried about things. All it is is the circumstance. So put down beach invite, whatever your circumstance is, put the same thing down for the new one here. And then you want to write down the thought you have about that circumstance because they're separate. Circumstance is neutral. The thought about it is completely your own thing. It does not mean that the circumstance is the same thing. The ones that I wrote down are, I'm too heavy. This is the old one. That's what something I would have thought is that I look fat or I'm too heavy or I need to lose weight. Whatever your most common prominent thought is about that circumstance, we'll write it down here. And then in the new thought, I put two different thoughts, but I recommend just putting one down, whatever your thought that you want to have for the summer that will help you in that scenario is. The one that I, the ones that I wrote down were my body deserves to be seen. And the one that I find that I resonate most with is I can enjoy the beach in the body I have now. feels more truthful because sometimes even my body, my body deserves to be seen, seems inauthentic. And whatever your thought is, you want it to be something that is close to what you're originally thinking, but um, not so far-fetched that you do not believe it. Uh, sometimes you do have to kind of leap to those thoughts, but I recommend trying to have a bridge thoughts where they're a step closer in the, in the other direction. So maybe you can't think suddenly right now, I am beautiful. But you can at least think I deserve to um, still be out in the world, living my life and enjoying things because I'm a human being worthy of decency and human respect. So that could be a bridge thought for you. <laughs> um, and then here are the feelings that you get after that thought. So the feeling that I get if I think I'm too heavy, I'm fat is insecure. And then from that feeling, I would do things such as cancel plans, 
um, try to crash diet in order to look better for that beach date or whatever. And um, hyper fixated in my body, whether I went or didn't go, I would be hyper fixated in my body the whole time that might lead to me having less uh, fun memories, less action, uh, being completely, you know, what the results say, which is being isolated, it would probably lead to more binging, more erratic eating disorder behaviors, because you're restricting and you are doing things that are unsustainable. I'm all for eating healthy, but if you're crash dieting, you're usually eating in a way that is not sustainable long-term and usually leads to more disordered behaviors such as binging and purging and um, emotional eating and whatever else happens. So the result of I'm too heavy is actually binging, isolation, um, for ED thoughts further cemented. Now, take the new thought that you might have in the situation, which is I can enjoy the beach in the body I have now you have a feeling of brave. That's the feeling I would get with that thought because it's not immediate confidence. Confidence, people think, sometimes you can have thoughts that create confidence, of course, um, but often the thoughts are from things that you have done. So confidence is often uh, brewed from seeing yourself accomplish something over and over again until you feel like you have enough um, know-how in that area that you feel confident doing it again and again. You never feel confident when you first do anything new because you've never done it before. So why the hell would you feel confident, right? Confidence is generally something that comes after being brave, being vulnerable, failure, and eventually building the skills you need in order to feel confident. So that's why if you want to go to the beach party in the body that you have now without crash dieting, without binging, without doing all that stuff, what feeling or emotion would you want to provoke? I think that feeling would be bravery. Maybe it's perseverance for you. Maybe it's determination. I don't know. But for me, that feeling, that, that phrase makes me feel brave. So from that feeling of bravery, when you think when you get in the zone of feeling brave, what do you do? Well, you find clothes that feel, you feel comfortable in. You're like, I'm going to go to this party. So I should probably make it, try to be, make, try to make the party as comfortable as possible for me. So I'm going to buy a bikini that fits, buy a swimsuit that I feel good in, um, buy even like, they even make swimsuit shorts and things like that. And they, nowadays they make swimsuits that are flattering for so many more body types. I remember when I was, um, younger and the bikinis, that they came out with lots of girls were wearing, but they just didn't fit my frame. Now I can go to a swimsuit store and pick out things that are going to be perfect for my wider shoulders and like wider chest and uh, bigger hips that I can buy different sizes. And it's just perfect. But back in the day, it was like string bikini only, and it just didn't fit me at all. So now you can actually buy swimsuits that are very fitting for your figure, flattering for you, and you can buy them that are more covering and or more skimpy, whatever you would like to do. But one thing you do from the place of bravery, knowing that you're going is you buy things to make you feel even more confident and even more able to go. You'd kind of work up your armor. You also might eat normally. So you wouldn't crash diet. You're like, we don't need to change. We can go in the body we have now. You know, at this point that restricting, trying to lose a few pounds is going to be jeopardizing for your recovery right now. So you're more willing to just eat normally, eat sustainably, eat before the beach party. So you don't binge at the beach party, that sort of stuff. And you would go to the party and you would be present, which would lead to enjoying the party more, making memories, um, proving your eating disorder thoughts wrong, and then also proving your new thoughts true, that you can, in fact, enjoy a party in the body that you have now. Um, your brain is looking for evidence that that thought is true, whatever you think your brain is looking for evidence for. So it's excellent. 
And then you make memories and have a good time. So you see all these models that we have here. It's really great to write a few of these things down and you may try to do them in your head. And if you want to do this, the only thing you can, I'd rather you think about it than not think about it at all. But I find writing it down to be so helpful because one, I'm a visual person. And then two, my thoughts, some people, they see their thoughts very crisply in their brain. I don't have that. Um, my thoughts kind of circle around and they can move really quickly. I can think thought after thought after thought and concepts just kind of go away from me. And so sometimes having it clearly laid out like a map makes you see, oh, this is what happened, but this is what's happening. It's very clear and there's no confusion anymore. When you lay out things like this, it's like an equation and you can have this sense of, this is what's causing it. This is what's not causing it. This is what I need to change. Sometimes when it's just in your head, you can kind of push things aside, but when you lay things out clearly like this, it gets very obvious what is working, what isn't working and how to move forward and knowing it visually, seeing it clearly like that just makes it even more motivating. So that is what I'd recommend. Okay, so I want you to go ahead and do this yourself. You, if you, even if you just write down one, one model, one of the old, one of the new, see how it plays out. That will give you a clear interpretation of what your, what your thoughts are making you do, first of all, and then what you wanna change them to and what's most important. Play around with it, see if different thoughts make you feel different ways and see if there's thoughts that resonate deep, deeply with you and different thoughts that make you feel like, I'm just lying to myself. Pick thoughts that are authentic to you that you believe right now, but are, are a step further in the other direction versus what your eating disorder thoughts are telling you. You do have to push yourself a little bit, but you don't need to push yourself so far that it feels completely inauthentic and dishonest. And like, you're just repeating meaningless words to yourself. The first thoughts that I started out with to change my body image and my thoughts about just me in general and recover was that I'm a human being worthy of decency and respect from other people and from myself. And that was the baseline I could work with. And it helped me out because it helped me stop treating myself like trash. And I believed that thought. So whatever you need to say to yourself, even if it's that simple, do that. Because that's where you can start and build up your own self-love and self-worth. After you have done uh, some of the scenarios, written them out, played them out, I want you to write your own Recovered Girl Summer Manifesto. Again, seems cheesy, seems kind of woo, but it is actually helpful to go over basically your values for the summer, what you want over the summer and what you think, what you were going to think intentionally versus what you default think and the attitude you want to go in with the summer. And we already talked about the why, but it's highly important for you to have these things at the forefront of your mind so you can act accordingly. And when you inevitably don't act in accordance to these things, that's okay. You're a human being. I don't always act like the mature adults that I try to be, but then you can go back to these values, go back to these pages and understand and do more journaling, do more thinking about why you want to come back to them and why it's okay that you maybe made a mistake or you've gone off track and come back to this core set of values. Values are very important. I'm not a very, um, religious person. I did grow up in a very religious household, but what I do find great about things, uh, any type of religion is they have really core values that they practice on a daily basis. And it helps them go throughout the world and what they believe is most valuable. What you're doing here is not much different. You're practicing a certain set of values that you hold dear to you because they help 
make your life in the way that you want it to be. And so that's that's kind of something I really loved about um, religion in a way, even if I didn't agree with all of their values, I think it's a great thing. And so that's why I am suggesting you make this manifesto. And I'll read out to you here what my manifesto is. You can actually, in the, um, in the download section of this module, there will be a Recover Girls manifesto made for you. It's a little bit prettier than this. I just wrote this out, but um, it'll be a download that you can put a screenshot on your phone so you can have it at the forefront of your mind and see it daily or print it out, put it on your wall. I have one, one for my own.